All right, David. So the website of all websites for video game reviews has given us another golden nugget. You ready? Oh, yeah. What is it this time? The three things that need to be in Black Ops Cold War. Two campaigns, one for the USA and one for the USSR. Okay. All right. So is that just not Call of Duty World at War? I mean, you'd think a zombie mode. Well, that's been highly teased by Call of Duty now for months. And there is a highly anticipated zombie mode that's been found in the code for Warzone. And isn't there a zombie mode in every Call of Duty game since Call of Duty World at War? The one with every every other one. There was zombies in space, which was fucked up, too. Oh, true. Well, there could be zombies in space. And here's the final one. You ready for did you take your Advil today or your stupid pills? What? (laughs) Warzone integration is the third thing on this list. Like, Man, Warzone is making them so much money. What, they'd be stupid to not integrate the new Call of Duty into Warzone. Not only that, they've already confirmed there will be a Fortnite-like event where when Black Ops Cold War drops, Verdansk will go away and there'll be a new map that you have to play on. This is the Scene on Screen Podcast. Whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene On Screen Podcast with your host, Sean and David. You, you know the facepalm emoji? Yeah. That is literally all I've done since I've read that. It's like the the meme of um, Captain Picard facepalming. Oh, yeah. It's just like, okay, I get it that people are writing articles to get traffic to their websites. I can respect that. It's the same reason we do our podcast. We, We talk about things to bring us traffic. But I might as well just like follow the same pattern and be like, All right, guys. So today it was uh, sunny for most of the day, then a little bit rainy. Uh, My Xbox updated Call of Duty again. Again. And (laughs) yep. And and uh, there was traffic on the 401. Taxes are due in April and Christmas is coming. Do you want me to just talk about more of the obvious things? Things we already know. Yeah. Like why write an article about like, you could have literally been like, here's what we know about call of duty. Not here's what I'm hoping. Like, are they going to post an article a few weeks from now being like, we predicted call of duty. Yeah, probably. That's what happens. It's called clickbait, man. Where have you been in the last? Well, they've gotten us twice, man. They've gotten us fucking twice. Now I will talk quickly about Warzone, So we don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Um, Please tell us. The Warzone leak um, the other day, the code revealed a zombie royale and a night mode. So do you play as a zombie? So, like, I mean, the code is only so definitive, but the theories out there, like, once you die and you've already done your gulag, you can come back as a zombie and then you can come back again if you kill somebody as a zombie. Legit. So there is one. What game was it? Oh, yeah, it's it's Call of Duty. I think it was one of the multiplayer modes in uh, the new Modern Warfare where one person is kind of like a zombie thing. And then it's kind of like King of the Hill, not King of the Hill, like survival, 
where everyone is not it. One person is the zombie guy. And then you, once they kill someone, then that person responds as a zombie guy. And they work their whole way through the player list, essentially until there's one last person. Yeah, it's it's in war. It's in modern warfare. So they're probably just adding that into Warzone. Is Warzone eventually going to just take over the entire multiplayer aspect of the Call of Duty games? Well, I don't think so because it's free to play. I mean, they make a ton of money off Warzone. I'm I'm willing to bet some like their money's got to be close to selling what the game would just mm-hmm. on season passes and cosmetic packs. As I told you before, I'm like, I buy the season's pass, but that's all I'll pay for a season. So that's like 25 bucks. That's not, not, that's pretty trivial when I'm buying less video games. Yeah. But I play with somebody who buys like stuff packs, which is like two outfits, some guns and some emblems that they're never going to use. Now, um, just a tweet from Modern Warzone or at Modern Warzone. It says, Zombie Royale will be the last team with a human alive to win. Players turn into zombies on death, but can become human again by consuming a fallen player's heart. Spicy. Sounds like my ex-girlfriend. Uh, no, no. I know your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> um, that was a rhetorical Warzone- joke. Yeah, and I hit it like a home run on the 4th of July. Um, other games, game modes that have been leaked or they found codes for were Plunder with Fire Sale, which should be insane, Armored Cargo and Truck Wars, so that could be the tease of the tanks we've been seeing, uh, Pandemic or Outbreak, so you might see another kind of like rush mode. That's also going to be in Call of Duty. And there's going to be a night map, so every, t- uh, every once in a while you might drop in to the war zone at night. So get your thermals ready, guys. That is going to be some fun shit. I mean, you'd have to have like a flashlight attachment or, or something on your your gun to make it a little bit more feasible. But how fun would that be? It's going to be frustrating as hell. But I guess it'd be fun if you're into that kind of thing. Just like, like I mean, playing Metal Gear Solid is pretty fun too, I guess. I guess if you like moving around slowly. Yeah. So uh, how are you? I haven't seen you for uh, two weeks. I know we talk, uh, well, we talk every day, but uh, we we recorded a podcast last week and uh, we we left out something rather important. Something we we did. Do we have like a jingle or something that we can? I I do believe we do have a jingle. And I also want to apologize to the few people who gave me flack for, for teasing a, the fact that I didn't post the Pikachu. And B, well, I said the special gift from David, it is a Pikachu. <laughs> uh, and B, not telling you guys about our epic, our epic adventure that we're going to go through in a moment. But first, of course, David's favorite theme song. Just did a bad thing. I regret the thing I did. And you're, and you're wondering, wondering what, what I just did. Tell you oh, what yeah, I did. <laughs> Boom. Um, so before I talk about our adventure, I did a bad thing. What did I, you do? I used my EA early access to play Madden 21, and I'm going to tell you all about it later, but it was a bad thing because it was a bad time. Anyways, huh. David and I embarked on one of our, I would almost call it quarterly because we go every few months, on a, a board game 
retro game purchasing adventure that had a little mm-hmm. bumps. COVID made it a little bit more difficult and a little more strenuous, but we stopped off at a, a nice game shop here in uh, Waterloo called J and J's game cards and games. Yeah. It's like my new favorite game store and I've only been in there once. Yeah. Move out of the way for one games. Um, this was my first time ever in this store. I've driven by it a ton. Um, for you Waterloo or Kitchener folks out there, it's right near Phil's. If you know where Phil's is, it's not that far. It's a blue castle. What an experience. Yeah. My goodness. I've mm-hmm. never felt so like, I mean, we're gamers and we're part of, I, I would say a fairly niche community. And when you go into a proper gaming store, you're treated like you're friends with somebody, even though you have no idea who they are. Yeah. And, and, and that's how I felt in there. Store. Yeah, walking in that store, if you remember my re- my reaction, like right as we walked in, it was like, oh my God. Yeah, like games and stuff from the floor to the ceiling. And these aren't low ceilings either. They were no, like, it was a they were like 20, 20 foot ceiling. Maybe not 20 feet, but it's like 15 feet. We knew still- we were in trouble when the toys were at the beginning. Like there was that like Playmobil Lego section and mm-hmm. then there was like all that, that discounted game wall. And then there was like your, um, I think, it, I think it was kind of like their popular seller section. And then you could go down. Like, I guess I, I didn't realize this either. Like European games are far more popular than games made in North America, just based yeah. off that store. Well, Euro games generally are considered, or if something's a, a Euro game, they're, they're generally more strategic or, um, chat like not necessarily challenging, but just more in depth. You know, you get your American games, which are pretty simple, like Monopoly, Clue, shit like that. A lot of the party games as well. Um, but Euro games can be more like engine building machines. So, so um, games that require you to create and manipulate resources to create other resources to gain points and stuff like that. Right. So, um, but probably like the coolest thing in that store wasn't necessarily the massive game selection or the great prices. I actually bought, um, jaw, uh, the new gloomhaven jaws, jaws of the lion twice. Technically that day. Yeah, you did (laughs) because they had it for like $3 cheaper than four one games. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, whatever. It's even though it's three dollars, we are going to four hundred one games anyways. I'll just buy it here and then cancel my order at four hundred one. Suckers. But uh, no, that not. It wasn't the the games, the selection, the atmosphere. Uh, we we met and had a good talk with one of the staff members there. And, Mark, I believe his name was. Yeah, Shout out to and, Mark. And uh, he literally treated us like he knew us. Right. Um, he wasn't snobby. Like in some, I've been into some board game stores and, and I feel like they're kind of worse than video game stores. Um, cause you get like board game stores and you get some staff that work there where they're like, Oh yes, I am the most knowledgeable person on these tabletop games. You sir are below me with your petty party questions. Yes, Cards Against Humanity is over there. You know, like... Uh, what's we did name? ask I'm, about a, a party guy. game, too. And he was very, like... He told us where to get it, how to get it. Um, 
Mm. And he was like, because we were asking about um, Cards Against Disney, mm-hmm. the expansion for uh, the wives. Yeah, the but, girlfriends or so he. Um, but he treated us with respect, <laughs> which is kind of weird. Uh, Not only that, he spent like thirty-five minutes of his yeah, show. He talked to us about um, you know his time. Cause we asked some questions about like what it was like working there. If you liked working there, um, you know, the typical questions that you'd ask somebody in a game store and he, you know, told us about why he was there, what he did before. Cause we kind of, that's how the conversation went for us. But um, just that in general, like the store is great, but just the experiences like interacting with someone that worked there um, made it even better. And I don't know if you kind of noticed this, but when, we needed help, right? And he uh, he he asked one of his coworkers to grab something down from like the top shelf because he had the ladder, right? Yeah. It, there was no like, oh, my God, like, why don't you do it yourself kind of thing? Like, he just did it. They were happy to do it, right? It The atmosphere in the store was just really positive. And yeah. did he say, like, he said, like, the owners, like, around Christmas time, they work, like, 52 days in a row or something. They yeah, work like they, all of November like, and December. Yeah. And they like and, are there from 8 a.m. till 2 a.m. kind of thing. Yeah. The crazy part about that too was like, he was like, you guys think this is impressive. Like our shelves will literally stock hundreds of copies of games. Like I'm telling you guys right now, if you are in the Southwestern Ontario area, you don't have to drive as far as Toronto to get board games or like a, like from what we've heard, there's a little mm-hmm. bit higher price stuff in London. Um, this is this seems to be the best of both worlds. If you like mini yeah. figurines, they had a ton. They had more board games. I actually honestly think, and I might be wrong, but they had more stock on display than 401 Games did the other day. Yeah, I think um, it, it like might it helped. It was healthy. Yeah. So the thing is, is like they had maybe one at least one full aisle of games both sides top to bottom um and it was probably about a 30 foot aisle maybe maybe slightly longer but then you know like they had uh, connected to that another maybe 20 feet of of games new and clearance stuff and whatever but then they also had like full aisles with like pop figures, painting stuff, uh, puzzles, craft stuff, whole bunch of Card stuff. Card so, games, like it was yeah. just all over the place. So I, I, it would be hard to say if they had more stock on display than say like four hundred one games, but I think it's it's very close to uh, I, being there. I, I actually saw more things. I saw more things that I have not found in stock at other stores or something that's kind of been on my radar, but I couldn't find in store somewhere. I saw more things there than I had anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, so it was well stocked. That's for sure. Thinking back to both experiences, the 401 games, like we're talking about the outlet in Vaughn for, or like their warehouse and game store, their shelves for their board game section are probably 15 feet long. They have like four levels up and then the top one is like fungos. Yeah. Actually, maybe not even 15. Well, then it could, that aisle could not have been 30 feet. That aisle would have been quite a bit longer. Yeah. The, um, I think the shelves at 401 games 
they're not that long. Like, no, they're maybe like 10 feet. And they have four of those back to front, A to Z. And then the rest is their warehouse stock. Um, and some I, of the stuff that they have, it's part of their warehouse stock. So it's in the warehouse and you can't even look at it. You have to like look at it online. So I like going back, thinking about just that aisle of Euro games and family games. Way more games. Way more games. Yeah. I think like, uh, a lot of things I've never heard of. And like th- this Mark guy, you guys have to meet him. He he took the time to explain to us like we were looking at city builder games because David and I have taken an interest in that kind of game because we were talking about it. And we're like, this seems kind of cool. And he's like, oh, you guys want to play this one. You don't want to play this one. You want to play this. I think the game that he recommended was Expand City. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, if you guys want something else, you can go to this kind of game. Then he was like telling us all about different type of dystopian games, a little bit more action RPG. And then he was like, <laughs> there was a stupid quiz game we found for like $9, but we didn't want to, we were like excited for it because we're like, oh, cool. $9 game. Nine bucks. I'll buy it. Sure. Why not? And he's <laughs> and like, he, oh yeah. Like, he was, tripped uh... out of the, yeah. He's like, if you know anything about South African trivia and we're like, what? <laughs> well, he's like, that game was made by some company in Waterloo or something like that, that, went out of business so they bought their entire stock and so then we read some of like the random ass questions on the back and it's all like canadian tri- or like yeah canadian world trivia and like some of the questions were just like why would anyone know that i understand why it's nine dollars not worth it never gonna play it down from 30 yeah my only oh. my only gripe with uh j and j cards and collectibles is that's what it's called uh, I believe so. Cards and so games, like, or cards and cards and games. Yeah, um, their their website's kind of lacking. You I mean? Tried to, I mean, like I browsed it the other day to see some stock, and I, I noticed that in their their clearance or sale section, there was a lot more games in the store than there was even listed on their website. So I don't know how um, how up to date they keep that, but I feel like they could get even more business if they had their website kind of updated. And I think that's the one advantage that game, the sites like uh, board game bliss and 401 games kind of have because their websites are much more in depth and better maintained, I think. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, J and J's though, I would highly recommend. I think David and I are both agreed that it's like a four and a half or a five out of uh, five. Um, it was a very, very good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some other stuff too that day too. Yeah. Next on our list, we are actually, uh, we went. Someone oh, died. That, that, that was the cat attacking something. Oh. Um, sorry guys. Um, the next place we went, it was a place that we've actually recommended to you guys before. I think we gave it a four, um, but retro quest in North York. And, if the first time didn't sell us on that store and I think I can't remember, did you purchase anything the first time before we get into what we did here? Uh, first time I did not, I kind of thought about, there's a few things that I was interested in, but um, at the time I was just like, oh, I, I don't need more games. Yeah. So uh, this time, like we got in social distancing was incredible, by the way, they wouldn't let us in at the beginning. And then we pretty much had the store to ourselves for a half mm-hmm. hour. We shared it with one girl. And we shot the shit with the owner. Um, he was telling us all about his like collection, what he was trying to move, what he wasn't trying to move. Um, I ended up picking up the original Tony Hawk just to prep myself for Tony Hawk. 
Um, I was kind of pissed though because I noticed it after I got in the car that there was a marker on the sticker that I couldn't get off. But whatever, we're like twenty bucks, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I loved before we get into what David did <laughs> <laughs> was I asked him about a specific GameCube game, and he knew where I could find it, and he sent me there. I didn't end up buying it because it was I I thought it was a little high in price for myself, and it wasn't like. If I had a budget to spend that day, and if I was going to find the other game I was looking for, I was going to go for that. I was also anticipating going to one other store that we didn't actually um, hit up, so it kind of sucked, but whatever. Um, David did something hilariously bad, and it was great. And (laughs) it worked out into his favor. Actually, yeah. So um, perusing the store, and I noticed last time that there was some – well, last time we were there, they had these like old, old like Star Wars choose your own adventure board game type things, which I hummed and hawed about. But ultimately, I was like, eh, I'm, I'm not actually going to use this. Uh, this time behind the counter, I saw these Star Wars Episode 1 Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn moving and talking piggy banks that I had when I was a kid, like they were, it was a big deal when I got them. Um, and I asked the guy, I was like, Oh man, like do those work? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I, I totally had those like, as a kid. Like if only you had uh Darth Maul, he's like, I do. It's, it's right up there. And it was like on a shelf above like the doorway, kind of like gold yeah, out of glowing, sight, yeah. glowing you know when i saw it i'm like oh my god holy shit you have the whole thing and he's like yeah man like i'll sell them to you for 50 bucks for all three of them and yeah because like, he, he like he tried to position it as a uh, i'll give the the darth maul for you what did you, yeah it was like 15 well, he, 15 he, and 20 or something he had the darth maul one at i think uh 30 it was bucks. 30 yeah and then obi-wan acquired gun for uh 20 each uh, so he's no, he like that's what it was, and then he's like, okay, I'll give them all to you for uh, fifty bucks because uh, they they take up a lot of space. Like they're the boxes are pretty big. Uh, so I was like, you know what, like fifty bucks. I was like, yeah, I can do that. Like they all work, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, can I can I at least test like um, the Darth Maul because so, so the Darth Maul one is interesting because he's got his double bladed lightsaber, right? And yeah. in the box and in standby, only one of the blades is out. And so when it's moving, um, it does this like he does this talking, moving around. And then all of a sudden you hear the sound of the lightsaber and the other blade's supposed to come out. So I was like, yeah, oh, man, 50 bucks. That's great. I, I would totally do that as long as they all work, like you said. So uh, he's like, yeah, man, you can test it out. So I take it out of the box. He's scrounges around the back room for like 16 double A batteries, which um, was kind of funny. Yeah, but it, it was, it was great. So put them in and turn it on. And it's like, it's going off. He's doing all the dialogue and stuff like that. And then it does the lightsaber sound and no lightsaber blade comes out. And I was like, no, that's like the whole part of this because when you connect, like you can connect the three different banks to, to each other, and when they're all connected, Darth Maul fights Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn. It's a sight to behold. So I was like, oh man, like that makes it kind of hard. 
a hard sell. Like I understand 50 bucks is a, a good price, but you know, Darth Maul doesn't work. And I'm thinking like, maybe I could fix it. I could see what's going on with it, but I don't, I don't know how difficult of a fix this is going to be. So I hummed and hawed about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'll get them. And then the guy's like, I'll get them to you for 30 bucks for all three of them. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. 30 bucks for all three. Why not? You know, even Darth Maul, like the Darth Maul one sells for 40 or 50 bucks regular. Right. Yeah. Like we found just, it online for loose, like 60 right? working. Yeah. 60 to 80 working. Yeah. So, um, I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'll I'll take them for thirty bucks. Got them. That was my big sale. Actually, it was it was a pretty good, pretty good purchase. And so the other day, actually, I was I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. So I uh, took him out of the box, opened up his uh, left arm because that's like the the mechanics for it. And I don't really know what the issue was i think so it's like a pulley system in there with some like rubber bands and stuff like that i think it just like was kind of mispositioned because uh i just moved some things around put it back together press the button and it works like perfectly fine now so i got a sweet ass deal on a working three set star wars episode one piggy bank system which uh, it's funny because uh, the girlfriend was like, oh, man, you should, should totally keep these, right? Because I was thinking maybe I'll just flip them, sell them for a little bit more. She's like, oh, you should totally keep these because, you know, like you've wanted one for, for a while since you've had them, which is true. Like that's why I was so excited, right? Because I'd, I'd always kind of been looking for it, but I didn't realize how big they were. Yeah, they're huge. They're massive. So uh, anyway, so the girlfriend's like, oh, no, you totally keep these, you know, just kind of put them in storage. And then when you have like your when we eventually get a home and you have like your basement with your all your Star Wars stuff, you can have them on display there. And I was like, really? Like, you you want me to keep these? She's like, yeah. And then uh, that didn't last long. It was like (laughs) two days later. She's like, so you can put this on Kijiji. (laughs) She's like, are you going to sell these yet? I'm like, I thought you wanted me to keep them. She's like, no, they're too big. Well, so, your apartment is tiny and every big thing you add to it just makes it smaller. I know, right? Yeah. So I, I probably will uh, end up throwing them online. See if I can if I can make more than 30 bucks, right? Yeah. So the funniest part of this whole scenario was I don't know what prompted you to do it, but you were just like browsing over the counter and you were like, oh, do you still have that like little Darth Vader playset thing? And then you were like, oh, my God, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> It was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the guy was like super nice. Like he, he let me open up the thing. Like they're hard to find, especially in the condition that these are. The boxes are in actually really, really good condition. It comes with the, the manuals. On them. Yeah. It's got the manuals with them still in like pristine condition. You know, it even has like the, the buttons to it, it, turn them on still has like the plastic, like cellophane on it. Which is crazy. Right. So clearly someone bought these with no intention of using them. They took the batteries out. Thank God for that, because otherwise they probably would have been like completely corroded by now. But yeah, so that was probably my big purchase. I yeah, got, it was. Uh, I also got in trouble that day too for, for not buying something, but we'll hit that in a second. The one thing I want to say about retro quest, if you guys are in the Toronto area and you're tired of hitting up the same like big game stores or EB, or anyone that showed up on um, Jay's documentary Nintendo Quest. Take 
20 minutes out of your day and go check this guy out. You're not going to find every game you want. He had a very good selection of PS5, uh, PS2 games, PS3 games, excellent 360 selection. Um, he had a really big Genesis um, selection and mm-hmm. Sega, uh, the Sega carts for the Saturn. Good Nintendo selection, all cartridges. And he's very reasonably priced. Um, go in knowing that there's not a lot of wiggle room. He's not. He doesn't have a lot of room to negotiate because you got to keep the lights on. COVID has done damage to a lot of people's business, and we respected that when we were speaking with him and like trying to make some deals. But honestly, he's got a store that I anytime I'm in the area, I'm going to go in now. Yeah, he, and, he's and he's one. That was one thing that we kind of discussed with him as well is just kind of how, you know, business was due to the lockdown and everything. And he said that he did curbside pickup and stuff like that. But um, a lot of stores, when we kind of mentioned with mentioned the same thing to them, um, a lot of these like retro game stores and and like stores that really rely on trade ins and exchanges and stuff like that um, have been struggling the last few months because people are buying more games but people aren't trading things in. Um, And that was one thing that uh, he said, you know, is like he was having trouble kind of getting stuff in stock because people weren't bringing anything to him. People would go in and buy stuff, but nobody was, he wasn't buying anything from anyone because they weren't, weren't trading that in. Did he make a joke too? He's like, I'm sitting on four millennium Falcons and I can't sell them. (laughs) I was just like, Oh, cool. Like, cause apparently like, he does really well with Star Wars toys, period. Which I guess you can see through his clientele. I mean, if I was in there for five more minutes, I would have walked out with the Master Chief head. You know, you remember the one that we yeah. saw that like holds the games? Yeah, you would have been in big trouble for that one. Yeah, I would not have survived. It's okay. I might buy a Skeletor from Masters of the Universe. There's a big one at uh, that game store that we hate. Um, but it's on sale. And he's like purple and just gorgeous. And I want him for my shelf so bad. Cause like he's one of the best cartoon villains ever. Why not? Um, next on our adventure though, we were delightfully surprised by a, the experience B the store and C its condition. We found what um, retro bros in Scarborough. We were suggested by RetroQuest to go to the retro brothers we're like, okay, we'll go check it out. I thought it was related to a, another store that I'd been to in the area that was really, like, for lack of a better word, shitty. Yeah. Um, but David and I got out of the car, we masked up, and we walked in. And what was the first thing you noticed when you walked in there? It was so clean. <laughs> Insanely clean. And, like, he had every color of 64. Not like... um we got games, but he had every, like he had the watermelon 64, just sitting there ready for sale. It was like $20 more than all the other 64s, which I mean, I get, but he had like going from left to right, he had box 64 games and it just, like everything was insanely like reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up picking up, like I felt, I know David and I kind of like went back and forth but we had such a good time with him in that store. Um, like he opened up the glass case. He's like, Hey, look, if you want to like, just kind of like all the prices are on the, the bridge, but if you want to look at the books or 
the condition of the game before you buy it. Here, I'm just going to open it up for you. I'm going to sanitize everything anyways. I'm like, sure, man, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, but he let me like leave through all the GameCube things. I picked up the original Spider-Man player's choice for 10 bucks. I know that doesn't sound like anything amazing. You could probably get it for 15, $20 or 10 bucks, wherever. But I felt because of the experience, I wanted to buy something. I didn't want to leave empty handed. Uh-huh. Uh, like he had Mario titles. And I had a very specific goal in mind that day. And I was going to find it one way or another. We just didn't hit the last door I wanted to hit. But I set out knowing I would spend 80 to to $100 if I wanted. Um, Simpsons Hit and Run was my priority number one. And then Super Strikers or Super Mario Sunshine was priority number two. Priority number three would have been Pokemon Coliseum. Number four would have been Smash Brothers. I had a list. I knew what I was going for. He had Super Strikers for 90 bucks. He also had Star Fox Adventures for 135 and I was really close to blowing my budget on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had some like good good stuff there. Um I got in trouble at because of that store though, and I didn't even buy anything. That's your fault though. <laughs> so um the girlfriend likes to collect the Animal Crossing amiibos. They came and went very quickly because they didn't sell very well due to the shitty amiibo festival game on Wii U, which was like a really, really bad board game that it's terrible. Anyway, so there was two in there, Mr. Rossetti and I forget another one kicks, I think, or something like that. So I sent Angela a picture being like, Hey, do you have these? But I knew she was at work, but I thought maybe she might respond in the, within like the half hour, 45 minutes that we were at the store, but she didn't. And I like, I could not remember if we had them back at the department. Um, so because I knew that if I were to buy them and we had them, I would, I would essentially be out the money because I wouldn't be able to sell them for, I might be able to sell them for what they were worth, but there's not a big market for the animal crossing, um, animal crossing amiibos. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so, Funny thing is, so we, we had gone to like a few other stores afterwards and we were driving home uh, or back to your place. So it was probably about what, like an hour drive and we're on the 401 in, you know, the five o'clock traffic kind of stuck. And I get a text from her and it's like this gif of this monkey that's in like shock right? Like this puppet monkey that's in shock. And then, so my question was, do you have these? And her response was no. An hour later. Buy them. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God. So I was like, uh, I I wasn't like totally sure of how far we were from the place uh, because we had done a lot of like random driving and circles and stuff like that. Right. Um, And so I was like, okay, well, maybe like I would be late picking you up from work because the whole kind of reason why I was allowed to go on this gathering was I essentially dropped her off at work at 7 AM. And then I was going to pick her up at seven 30. Right. So I had to get back to London town in time to pick her up. So I was like, okay, well, if we go back to the store, you know, uh, I might be a little late picking you up. She's like, that's okay. So then we mapped it and it would have been what, like an hour drive back. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it just ended up not being worth it. So it's funny. So we get back. Um, fast forward, I get back to London. I pick her up, and um, she's like unloading, helping me like unload some stuff from the car. And so I'm walking back with like some board games and stuff like that. And she's like, "You didn't get me the amiibos." <laughs> I was like, "No, I didn't have time." She's like, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> You should have got so me the amiibos. She's like, you should know which ones we have. And uh which was kind of good though, because she was more upset that I didn't get her the amiibos than that I bought like four more board games. Yeah. I mean or no, I got three. All in all, I got all four. in all, it was a very good experience at that store. They're very knowledgeable. They they like their stuff and they're not attached to their product, which is great too. And he was yeah, very helpful. I think, I think you know that's gonna be one of the stores that we hit up next time as well so like two weeks from now yeah probably <laughs> it's worth the two and a half drive to spend 80 dollars yeah why not if they have those amiibos then yeah i'll go again yeah i'm down they have a very clean website that gets updated regularly too um and, and one, was- thing I, one thing i noticed like not only was the store super clean but their products were clean too like you could tell that they put care into the stuff that they're selling. I've seen some stores where they get a console in and it's like the case is cracked or you can tell it came from a house with someone who smoked because like the fan vent is just caked with brown gross smoke. Um, or like they don't even like stores that like, don't even dust them out. Right. So like USB ports are filled with dust and stuff like that. So it's like, you know that like, Oh, was this console tested? Yeah, we turned it on and it turned on, right? You don't know if there's like a parental lock on there. Cause like if you buy a 360 um, with a parental lock, there's, and you don't know the password, there's no way that you can recover that. Microsoft won't help you unless you have an account that was originally linked to that. Like if you have uh, access to an email that was originally linked to that console. Yeah. So it, the the console that we saw there, like they had the um was it the yeah, it was the watermelon um N sixty four. And I like I mean I have just the black one. And it I used looked, to have the purple one, but it looked brand new. They had some Dreamcasts there that looked brand new. They they had other systems, like you could tell that they were cleaned and they they took care in the products that they sell. And I would definitely buy a used. I was actually contemplating buying that N64 there. Same. And like in hindsight, I'm regretting it. I mean, yes, I have my 64 and I really regret selling my purple one when I was a kid because I was dumb with like trading it into EB for a GameCube. And that EB probably just laughed at me. Fuck you. And your purple X or um, Nintendo 64. But yeah, now like, Oh, I'm so upset. Like the more and more I think about it, I thought about this the other day too, because I saw a random post about the watermelon 64. I was like, could add one for 130 bucks. Yeah. It was not a bad price either. And it came with a controller. Can't guarantee the controller's good, but yeah, but the controller was watermelon. Yeah. It was like the watermelon controller. So, and, and you know, the thing is you can replace, you could easily replace the joysticks on those things. Like the controllers are pretty easy to open up and stuff like that. So even if, you know, they, they replace the joystick and it's the original controller. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. 
Where do we go next? The worst stop on our trip. We went to a place called Game Shack Ugh. in uh, in Vaughn. More like Game Trash. Oh my god, what a shitty store. And what a shitty experience. Like, I was like, where's your GameCube game? She pointed to one. <laughs> I was like, okay. Cool. The board games were insanely overpriced compared to where they were like to everywhere else we went. Yeah. Oh, we went to 401 games, but I just kind of ignored that because I blended it in with JJ's. Oh, that's true. You can talk about that in a second, but because uh, you bought something there, I didn't. Um, Game Shack was awful. That's a do yeah. not shop for us. Yeah, I, I probably I will only maybe shop on their website just to kind of get some prices. Sometimes they have some decent clearance stuff, but um, yeah, I don't ever see myself going back in that store. Not only was it like, it felt dirty, <laughs> which is like a big difference from like the, the used game store that we were at before. Right. Um, it just felt unclean. And the guy, one of the guys working in the back back area, it's completely open. Sure. You're not, you know, the public's not allowed to go back there, but there's no barrier. There's no wall or anything like that sitting back there without a mask on. And you said that like he was coughing all over the place or something. Yeah, it was not pleasant. Yeah. So we, we kind of hightailed it out of there. Felt rather uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but then time kind of became our enemy and we didn't make it into, we got games that's on our next trip. Cause we want to check out the Mississauga location and game yeah. horde. Apparently it's a very good store as well. So Scarborough and that, I think those were our only two, three stores next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and four hundred one games, you know, it's always a pretty good experience there. The, um, I didn't really enjoy our experience at this this time though. Like there was, uh, felt like it was kind of. I what's don't know. worse than transactional? Because yeah, you're in a retail environment. It is COVID. There is like there is a sense of you're just completing a transaction and then you got to leave. But there was just something about it where it's like you wanted help. They couldn't really give it to you. If you wanted, if they had an answer, they would push you off to somebody else. The, the shelving or like, I know we can like talk about it or compared it to J and J's, but the shelving was in like a disarray. Like things just didn't seem organized or tight. It just didn't seem like it's normal. Yeah. And like, it just be, I understand this is their warehouse and they also ship out of there, but it looked like a fucking bomb went off in there. It was messy. It was not appealing. I like 401 games, but mm-hmm. I also now have a better game store in some respects five minutes away. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like 401 games was pretty close to your old place, right? So, yeah. but um, I, I just think that they were, because, you know, we're in COVID times, 2020. Um, yeah, and people were just kind of going in there. At least they were open and we could browse. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, when w- I was at the checkout, I waited the, for like five, 10 minutes almost just for the person to look up from the computer that they're at. Right. Um, but they, like they were helpful when we did ask questions to the, to an extent, right? Like I, I had to return my copy of, or my pre-order of uh, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Um, and, they made that work for me. I, I got store credit because of some issues with me changing my credit card and all that stuff, blah, 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 boring stuff. But, uh, you know, they made it work so that I could actually, you know, get that money's worth. Right. And I ended up buying some stuff. I got the new, um, 
Disney villainous expansion. They had that, got that for the girlfriend, you know, as a, um, damage, as a damage control present and then i finally picked up added to my collection uh brass brimmingham which is a euro um engine building game essentially you take it takes place in like the 1800s in the city of brimmingham england or whatever and yeah you build shit and make shit and stuff like that's a game by martin wallace he makes them really he's a pretty proficient um or what what's popular not prof prophylytic i don't know it's a pretty good uh game designer um has made some pretty really really good games um so yeah i picked that one up added that to my collection will i play it hopefully one day but hey the box looks nice (laughs) it did look really really nice um i just as i said i was a little bit more miffed at the fact that there was just it just looked so in disarray and we just came from a beautiful game store and it just, it took away from the experience for me a little bit, just a little, not a lot, mm-hmm. but, but overall it was a good, uh, it was a good little trip. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much our whole podcast. Just us telling you guys about a trip, <laughs> no real information. Uh, we should get into some news though. What do you think? Sure. That's why people listen to us, right? Not for our experiences our opinions or anything like that. They want the news, the nitty gritty. Let's be real. Let's get back to that. Hold on. Our, our entire trip though. Let's summarize it with what was your favorite place to go? The McDonald's. Cause I was hungry and grumpy. Yeah, that was true. You were getting pretty angry, but after that, <laughs> other than that, what was your favorite? That was at like 1030. I was, I had a growl on like yeah. nobody's business. Yeah. Um, for me, Honestly, this this might take you off guard, but J and J's. The reason being is this has been in my backyard my entire life, and I've never walked in that store. We've been into RetroQuest before. I really enjoy RetroQuest, and I will go back there a hundred more times. Mm-hmm. Retro Bros was really really cool. I will give that all the credit in the world. But you and I. Like, yeah, we're, we're best friends. Like we spend a lot of time together. We do all this stuff. We do this because it's a passion project for us, but you and I were both gleeful in that store. Yeah, man. I could, like, I had to hide my boner with buying Retro a game. Bros I came in front of my crowd. Gave us an excitement because it was like, it was a game store and that's like a language we speak. Yeah. But we also speak, like you speak a little bit more fluently board game than I do, but the environment, the atmosphere, everything there didn't remind me of like a toy store you see on TV. It reminded me of a place that they want to do business with you, but they want to do the right business with you and they want to do right mm-hmm. by you. And I will give that store full marks for that. That was oh, my yeah. literal favorite part. It sucks that it was the first thing we did all day. Cause it set the I store know, right? uh, the day off for like such a high. And we did have a really, a lot of really cool experiences. But can you imagine if we went to a game shack first? That would have been rough. Yeah, I would have been really upset. Yeah, I, I would say I, I'm totally in agreement with you. Um, J&J is probably the high point in that, like the highest point in that entire trip. Uh, Retro Bros would be a close second to, to me, even though I didn't buy anything, just like the, the friendliness of the guy working there, how clean everything was. He let us browse things. He let us take things out and look at them. The selection, like it was just, it was, it was awesome there. And then Retro Quest, 
you know, I, I actually spent money there. Guy was super awesome. So, uh, but Jane Jay's man, like that is something that uh, you were lucky, honestly, to have that so close to your place. Yeah. Um, it's probably um, a bad idea if I were to move to Kitchener, but it's funny because, uh, you know, Angela has, and I have been talking about like where we would move. And I know we can, we kind of discussed this during one of our car, car trip drives to the next store. But, um, I, I've like thought about moving to Kitchener just because I think it's a good area, um, close to her family, close to my family, but then there's also potential for work. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then now in the back of my head is like, ah, oh, yes, there's J and J's there as well. She's <laughs> the fool. She will never see what's coming through the door every day. Come home from work with another game. Uh, one can dream. Well, I mean, this is a thriving community. It's getting bigger. And there's lots of work for her. So don't you worry. You can, you and I can be neighbors. You can live in my building. And then we would never see our other halves. It'd we could awesome. just maybe get one of those. Like, <laughs> we could maybe get one of those duplex places. Right. Or like this, this, the uh, two houses that are connected, you know, halfway through each halfway through, you know, it's like two houses. What are they? Townhouses. Yeah. And we could be neighbors. And we'll just cut a hole through the wall in between. And then we could essentially be like roommates. Yeah. And the just girlfriend like, would have to deal with it. So you can play games together too. Cause you get Angela, like sh- Angela shaking her head. No to me. That That's just cause she doesn't know the half of it. It's fine. We're cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I apologize, but my phone was ringing for like a good 25 minutes. I had an alarm go off. On my work phone. It was just sitting on my desk underneath a bunch of shit. So my bad. Um, so DC had their event this week. Did you see that? Yeah, kind of. Do people care a- about DC characters other than Batman and Superman? So I think they do and I think they don't. It's um, It was interesting because it kind of gave you a little bit of this and a little bit of that. The things I took from it really were... Okay, so The Rock's Black Adam is finally coming out. Cool. They showed off the 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 Batman trailer, so the new The Batman trailer with Robert Pattinson, and we're going back to a grungy kind of Batman, which is great. Um, which is nice as well because we know the Michael or uh, not the Michael Caine, um, <laughs> Michael Keaton. No, no, um, the Christian Bale. Batman movies were more about the villains than it was about the Dark Knight. When you they, like this whole movie trailer brought up where people thought Robert Pattinson would land in the Batman hierarchy. And a lot of people had him in the top three without actually seeing anything more than the trailer. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I was kind of skeptical with, you know, hearing Robert Pattinson being, Batman, right? Um, But the trailer actually kind of not changed my opinion, but um, piqued my interest. Piqued my interest. Um, So apparently, this Batman, and and I'm actually kind of actually excited to see it. I obviously I kind of want to see a little, a few more trailers to see a little bit more about the the movie and stuff like that. But apparently. 
the story behind this one, or at least the timeline, is that this is not an origin story of Batman, but he is already established as the Batman. And um, it takes place, I think, in his second year of being the Batman. Right. So he is still kind of coming into his own. People are still seeing him as a vigilante. They, uh, the public don't necessarily trust him as much. Right. Um, as, like, not like the Christopher Nolan ones where it's like, oh, first Batman movie. He's like, they're like, oh, who is this Batman guy? He's evil. We got to get him. He's the bad guy. And then halfway through, they're like, oh, he's a good guy. All right. Go, Batman, go. Right. This one seems a little bit more like dark and like he beats the shit out of that guy in the trailer. That's yeah, the Batman. And the Batmobile looks sick. What the fuck was that? Did you just, did you just faint with the Batmobile thought? No. Yeah, so the- the, I didn't touch anything and a cable just went down the back of my desk and pulled itself all the way down. So I don't know what fell. I didn't touch anything. I barely moved. I'm so afraid of making noises. Yeah, you got ghosts. I will say, though, um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts while driving to and from work. And because so many people can't get into studios, everybody's podcast sounds the same. Sounds like it was recorded in a home studio. People are typing away, clicking away. There's dogs barking. There's birds. I'm like, you know what? This ain't half bad. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're doing all right. Um. Yeah, but when does that Batman movie supposed to come out? Um, I want to. I actually have no idea when it actually drops. Disney Plus I'd, will sell it for forty four ninety nine. Disney Plus won't have the rights to it. They'll get it somehow. It's a Warner Brothers twenty twenty one. All right. Hopefully, we'll be able to see that in theaters. He looks like he's going to be a really grungy Bruce Wayne too. Yeah, like he's still fairly young, right? So. He's uh he's going to be clearly a younger, more naive Bruce Wayne. So it'll be really interesting to see how that goes. And the the villain is the Riddler, which that's pretty cool. We haven't had that I since Batman that, Forever. I think they're going for more realistic villains. Right. So if you were to rank all the Batmans, so you have like Clooney, Kilmer, Keaton, Nolan. We won't count any of the animated ones. Pattinson, Affleck. Where do you put them? Where do you, actually? Who's your top three Batman? And then where would you put Robert Pattinson if you had to pick? Well, a I do enjoy without knowing. Of, I do enjoy all of the nipply Batmans. So, the first five. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I I I'm not a big fan of the um. What's his name? Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Christian Bale, Batman. The whole, Batman. Like, yeah. That whole voice thing, like kind of stupid, but um, I, I really did like um, the Affleck Batman. I think that was the steps towards a more grungy and um, angry Batman that took place in the later comments when he was, or comics when he was older. And if um, I may say so, Ben Affleck is the best Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I don't think it's remotely close, and uh, that's going to piss off a lot of people. But Batman or Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne is the best one. I would say he's a top three Batman and the number one Bruce Wayne. 
And I, I'm actually really disappointed that Ben Affleck didn't do a Batman film because of how poorly Batman versus Superman and um, that other one, that um, other, what was the, the Justice League? I thought Justice he was going to do the second one. Yeah. Oh, maybe. But I, I really was hoping for a, um, really hoping for a uh, Affleck Batman, completely like standalone Batman film. Um, but I would have to say that I would put Pattinson's performance in that three minute trailer. Um, hmm. It's, it's, it's too, too early to tell. So here's um, the thing, but I do, just I, Affleck, I do really real like the Michael Keaton Batman as well. I think he was like a very charismatic Batman. Um, yeah. And like, especially the suits that they couldn't turn their necks. Great. Love it. What, what's your thoughts? Um, he, uh, Ben Affleck has signed on to be Batman in the flash movie landing in 2022. And if Zack Snyder's justice league cut goes well, like the Snyder cut. Yeah. You could see him sign on for the, the justice league too, and keep that universe alive. Interesting, but still, I'd Just rather saying, see a standalone Affleck Batman. I'd rather see him do other stuff that he's good at, if I'm being honest. Um, for me, this is going to sound controversial. Again, I put Affleck's Batman as number three. Keaton's Batman as number two. But growing up, my favorite Batman movie to this day is Batman Forever. And how shitty it is doesn't matter. That movie had Val Val, Val Kilmer as Batman. You had Two Face and the Riddler. Didn't they like zoom in on his lips? Yeah, they were like like, putting like this the all the suits on. Like they zoom into like the belt, the crotch, the chest, the nipples, his lips. Specifically, his lips is weird. The Val Kilmer kissy lips. Um. So yeah, he is my one hundred percent favorite Batman. Um, that movie just like I dressed up as the Riddler one year for Halloween and my parents like spray painted my hair orange and I had the cane and a, a green leotard. Listen to the people in this movie, Val Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Nicole Kidman, um, Chris O'Donnell, um, Drew Barrymore was in it. That's, that's like your top eight people. Michael Gow was the Alfred in that Batman. So many people. That movie was so, so good. And people hate it because they're jackasses and jokes. (laughs) Um, It is ranked a 51 on Metacritic. Like 51% or 51 out of 100? 100. 51%, yeah. Oh. Like he's doing all the like the riddles. He's like, I'd be blind. Blind is a bat. Oh, and just so we're all clear here, the number one Batman of all time is Adam West. And well, nobody yeah, ever take that uh, that's, that's TV Batman. Yeah. That doesn't count. That's not movie Batman. So that happened, and then we saw the most outlandish James Gunn project ever. And I, I will admit, 
I'm a big fan of James Gunn and a lot of his work, but the Suicide Squad roll call was something to be trifled with. Margaret Robbie, Tika Watiti, Joel Kinnaman, Eldris Alba, Pete Davidson, Jai Courtney, Nathan Fillion, Viola Davis, I ran out of breath, Michael Rooker, John Cena, Sean Gunn, and Peter Capaldi. I can never pronounce his last name. That is your new Suicide Squad. And they're bringing back tons of amazing, amazing DC villains like Bloodsport, Blackguard, Captain Boomerang's returning. So Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, and Amanda Waller are all returning. You're getting like Savant, the Peacemaker, Weasel, Polka Dot Man. I didn't know how they were going to do that, but that's awesome. If you're a fan of The Flash, The Thinker was a villain for the entire series or a season. He's going to be a main villain against the Suicide Squad. I think this is going to be, or he's going to be a member of the Suicide Squad. This movie has potential, but it's not just the actors that it gives it the potential. The potential also lies within the fact that there's an amazing director and they poured a ton of money to get James Gunn. And this was shortly after he got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. You remember how there was that whole controversial tweet? And then oh yeah, uh, um, Chris Pratt and Dave Bautista were like, well, if you fired him, we're quitting. And then all of a sudden, James Gunn got to come back to Disney. So he like had a void in his contract long enough to sign on to this project. Next year's going to be fun. There's going to be a new Guardians movie. There's going to be a Thor movie. There's going to be a Suicide Squad movie. There's going to be a lot of movies. So the the last Suicide Squad movie didn't do very well, though. No, and um, you they relied on two big names to try and get that movie done. Yeah, but now are they because the studio probably signed on or made an agreement to make like probably three, at least three Suicide Squad movies, right? Um, I think did they, um, did they just go all out on this one to get as many known actors as possible to get in this movie just to try and sell it. So I think Margaret Robbie's contract is actually up. She had a three movie deal with DC from what I recall, unless there was going to be a Joker, or she was supposed to do a Joker movie with Jared Leto, but we saw how Jared Leto kind of like really fucked up his own role. Um, but she did that. She did birds of prey, the emancipation of Harley Quinn. And now she, she's done the suicide squad. The Suicide Squad is the next movie because keeping Viola, uh, keeping Viola Davis in the movie acknowledges everything that happened in the last film. Or you'd have to think, especially because like Batman was in the original film as well, mm-hmm. when he like takes out the Joker and the whole purple Lamborghini stunt. There was one name missing, though. Will Smith. James Gunn. Oh. Where's Will Smith? You know who else was missing? Will Smith? No. Jared Leto? No. Batman? Yeah. Michael Caine? Michael Caine. Could you imagine Alfred joins the Suicide Squad? No one would see it coming. Not even Batman? No. It's going to be interesting. We don't know a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, uh, well, that was not even really a trailer. It was just like a roll call type thing. So it showed show the actors and their characters that they're playing. So we'll have to wait until we see a actual story trailer to get any idea on what's going on with that or how they're doing it. 
who knows? Maybe they're doing it in like, there's so many people that they might just be doing it in like multiple movies. I think it's going to be like most of them die. Oh yeah. Like Deadpool, like within, within like five minutes. Remember that Deadpool two? Yeah. It's like X-Force. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, the other thing that looked really good was the Suicide Squad video game. Let it let us play as villains. That's fucking cool. Yeah, this that's is really great. cool. It's it's not and, very often that that happens. No, and when it does, you get pizza. No, um, we don't know a lot about the game. We just saw like some cinematic footage from the roof. Harley Quinn. And it looks like it's being voiced by all the same actors too, which makes it kind of different and cool. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know again, a lot about it. I think it's a response to the Avengers game, which looks like it's going to be terrible, but we shall see. Oh, there's another Harley Quinn movie coming out. It's called Gotham city sirens. Oh, there you and go. she has an untitled Joker and Harley Quinn project coming out. So she's got five movies attached to the Harley Quinn name. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Um, do you want to get into how EA is going to bamboozle us again? Or do you want to just get into September stuff? Hmm. I'm I'm. I'm kind of intrigued by how EA is going to bamboozle us, though. All right. Well, listen up. These fuckers have done it again. EA, I'm talking to you. Listen. Listen good. Stop putting a new sticker on your shitty product. Yes, that game that you made last year is the same game you made this year. I just played through the demo of Madden 21. And fuck you. I mean, I had 10 hours early access, but fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm done paying for your shitty EA access because all I learned was you slapped a, a new sticker on the front of the box. You brought back a feature that is like eight years old with the celebration stick. So you score a touchdown and now you can dance or you can taunt. Well, that's pretty cool, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, the game looks graphically enhanced, but the route running is still clunky. Your player movement is still clunky. You can clearly tell you're controlling it with a stick. And like, I understand like when you're playing like hockey games, there's a little bit more fluidity with soccer games. It is still a little clunky because you're still changing their direction. Mm-hmm. But Madden games, you're always looking at the player's back. So it's a, it's like, it's a top down third person game. You're not playing from the front. You're never playing with catching the ball in your hand. Like it's a first person shooter. What in the fuck are you doing right now? Like, why are you not changing your games? You're trying to sell, like, and you know people are craving this stuff. There's been a pandemic. The football season's about to happen. Like, we're weeks away from the NFL starting. This is your time. And people are pissed. And you know IGN's going to drop like a, we gave it a 9 out of 10 because Lamar Jackson's on the cover. Don't care. I'm tired of your shitty ass games. I'm tired of the same thing happening all the time. And more to the point, and I'm dumb enough because I pre-ordered it like I do every year, NHL 21. First trailer they show. It's like Alexander Ovechkin. Okay, cool. And it looks like they're teasing some sort of career mode where you have to like develop your career on your own. We've been asking for that for 12 years. The last time we had a good player mode was like in 2009 where you had the little flip phone. 
Yeah. And you got to like, you could call out other teams or you could like make a comment saying like, we're going to win the game or you're going to demand a trade. And the GM mode in that game on the trade deadline, you could only, you could sim it by the hour, not the day. So like your blackberries would go off. And as you became a better GM, you got more blackberries. That was pretty cool. Nope. Do you know what they did? They were like, Haha, we're going to show you the lacrosse goal. Go back in time. EA. I remember sitting up at my cottage with a PS2 playing one of my buddies in the rain. And I did the lacrosse goal. It's been done before. You got rid of that feature because it sucked and it was stupid. Andrei Svechnikov of the Carolina Hurricanes scored that goal twice this year. And now you're putting in the game. That's your takeaway. And last year you put in like big end game celebrations. Stop it. Stop it. We're done. <laughs> I'm going to give you my money anyways because that's what's going to happen. I crave hockey. I love playing hockey games. I will play hockey games because my friends play hockey games. And that's one thing I do with them that like keeps us connected. We play NHL games. But like, come on. You're not getting another dime for me on any other game. Madden? Fuck that. No. That UFC game looks broken as hell. The Sims, I wish I could t- tell Krista to stop buying Sims products, but it's just not going to happen. This is like, it's ridiculous. I looked through their catalog the other day and you told me, you were like, hey, I want to find Need for Speed Heat for cheap. Wait till it's like $5. Don't give them a fucking cent. Change your games. Change your shitty ass games. Change your shitty ass ways. Nobody cares about cosmetics. Nobody cares about getting a new sweater for my park or my um, NHL ones because that's, that doesn't make you a better player. At least inc- like bring back play to win. Let me buy $10 gloves that'll make me shoot better than people I find online. Give me something. Give me anything. Make their games better. Please, for the love of God, make your games better. I don't care that your trailer had cool little glitchy graphics. Because Call of Duty did that last week. Enough. Enough with your shit. And like FIFA's going to do the same thing. And I've talked to people who play all these games. And the consensus is out there. EA has the market by the balls. They have every single license. Furthermore, EA has every license to every golf tournament. And their PGA game is worse than a pile of dog shit. PGA 2K21 just came out. It just dropped. 2K Sports dropped a beautiful looking game. People are raving about the fact that you can build your career. You can get sponsors. You can lose sponsors by the way you're playing. Do you know what the biggest flaw to that game is? Somebody said in a review, the only piece of clothing I'd like to get is a green jacket. Uh Uh-oh. EA has a stranglehold on the market and has the rights to all the major championships. This is the Seed on Screen podcast. All you need (laughs) is the rights to things. 2K has the best basketball game. EA's is not even close. You give 2K the ability to make NHL games, bye-bye EA. You give 2K the ability to make a good football game, bye-bye EA. You give 2K the ability to make a good Star Wars game, EA will go out of business. Well, that's the thing. It's like 2K used to make all this, these sports games, right, before EA got the the primary license for it, right, the, all the rights. So, and And all it will do for the gaming industry – if you know other companies can make all these different sports games and you know even different star wars games right uh all it's going to do is add 
more variety, more competition. Like right now, like you've said, EA's had a stronghold stronghold on everything essentially. Like up until now, pretty much everything up until uh, PGA, right? Um, yeah. There's no incentive for them to really improve much each year. Um, I think MLB the Show is a unique example of a studio that tries to greatly improve uh, on at least some aspect of a game. So each year they, they add a significant change to the game. Like the fundamentals of baseball or any of these sports is going to be the same, right? But if the developer can make the game different enough to entice players to buy it and more so than just uh, updated rosters and whatnot, then I'm all for that, right? Like I, I've purchased multiple MLB the shows because I know it's the same baseball game. I could play MLB 14. Like I could play the show 14, right? And it's still the same baseball game. But they try and implement new things. Yeah. And that's the thing is that that's a, uh, what's that San Diego studio or something like that, that makes the show, you know, that's their bread and butter, right? It's not like EA really has to worry about, you know, if one game fails, well, they're making a shit ton of money on another one, right? Like FIFA, because those fools. Um, but yeah, Sean's upset. Yeah, I'm. Uh, whew, I I'm actually surprised you let me go that long on that rant. Um, yeah, sometimes you just gotta get it off your chest. You know, it's just I'm. If I was if I was there, I'd be rubbing your back, your shoulders. You know, saying it's okay. Yeah, don't you find that like incredibly unacceptable to like you're just Paul like that would be like getting into grade 12 and trying to graduate and handing in grade 11 homework. We're talking about that's what they're going to be doing this year. I mean, (laughs) I'm just I'm I'm very I'm very upset. And I, I like I mean, as a consumer of those products, I believe I have the right to be. But all I ask for is change. And like, I know I'm at fault because I'm giving them money. I haven't purchased it yet. I pre-ordered it. Pre-orders cost nothing, but I wanted the pre-order bonus. Just cancel your pre-order, man. But I'm going to play it. That's the problem. But see, I'm going to be like, oh my God. Then EA is not the problem. You are. No, they are the problem. Because if they're the only people creating it's supply and demand, if they're the only people with the supply, what like if I had the choice between two hockey, do you remember 1995? You can play NHL 95 by EA, Brett Hull. You can play Blades of Steel. You can play Wayne Gretzky's hockey. There was variety. I mean, not good variety, but there was variety. But the 2K games, 2K games lost all their licenses. And it just sucks. I'm just, whatever. Let's go to something happy. Yeah, I was going to say. Let's go to games that are coming out. Yeah, we know you're upset about games that were. Was and will be. <laughs> well, we we are what almost are those games that are coming out that you're super excited about. That's true. So, September, right? So, as always, guys, we are going to make a jingle for this because it is fun. But it's pre-order, wait for the review, bargain bin, or hard pass. There is not a ton of stuff coming out for September, but what they do have coming out is super, super spicy. Tell me why Chapter Two for Windows and Xbox was the first one to to really catch my eye on the third of and- September. Um, I haven't played the tell me why yet. I have downloaded it cause I did want to try it. 
um, that is still that episodic story that we have been waiting for. And Microsoft teased it. I hope it's good. But mm-hmm. I'm still waiting. I like. I mean, it's a bargain banner for me, but it's on the Game Pass. Are we allowed to say Game Pass in this section? I can't remember. You you said no, right? Like, because I, that I, shouldn't change our ability. Rhymes, game Pass rhymes with hard pass, so yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, it also deters our ability to say we'd pick it up in a bargain bin if we waited for Game Pass. That's true. Or waited for digital free release on Sony. Next game up, we have three major games dropping on September 4th. You know what? We're going to say four just because it's a world-ending situation. So we're going to start with World End Club for iOS. I have no idea what that is. I just want to try it because it's like the the Armageddon of video games all coming out on the same day. Starting with Marvel's Avengers for all platforms. Um, this is definitely a reviewer for me. I'm upset that... I didn't have the opportunity to play the beta when I pre-ordered it. I've canceled my pre-order because early reviews are not looking good. I'll see. Yeah. What game is this? The Avengers. Yeah, guess what? I pre-ordered it just to get the beta code. I played it for a little bit. It's repetitive. Graphics aren't that great. Like they're, they're okay, but they're nothing phenomenal. Um, it's weird playing superhero like Thor's voice is so stupid. I am Thor, King the of Oz. The voice acting of that is so bad. He sounds like a like a British pirate. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'll maybe bargain bin it. It's gonna go free on PlayStation Plus or games with gold at some point. Yeah, it it definitely seems like one destined to be a freebie. Um, next up we have, oh, sorry, just before, um, I move on the list of DLC characters has been already listed. Um, you'll be able to increase your playable character count by Ant-Man, the Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Falcon, Kate Bishop, Marvel, Mockingbird, Quake, Scarlet Witch, She-Hulk, Vision, War Machine, Wasp, and the Winter Soldier. Guess what name's not on there? Fuck you, Sony. (laughs) Well, it, it's on there, but only for the people that buy from Sony because. No, our, it's not on the DLC list. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I know. But it's only it's only there for, you know, people who buy it on PlayStation. Buckers. Okay. Next up, NBA 2K21. This is always a bargain binner or when it becomes um, gonna, incredibly cheap. It's going to go down to like four bucks. I think NBA 2K20 was like six dollars the other week on the Nintendo eShop. Yeah, I saw it. I'll always play the NBA 2K games. They're great. I thought the story modes are fantastic. I thought about buying it at that point or that that, that price point, the six bucks, but I'm I'm not going to play it. And the ultimate game coming out on September 4th. I have pre-ordered it to relive my childhood. It's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's coming out. I will have that in my hand September 4th. Will you? Guaranteed. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure, 100%. Will you be uh, waiting till you get it on the cheap cheap? Um, probably. And there's only one, one reason for that is because I got to finish school. <laughs> I have <laughs> – literally, that's, that's the reason why. I uh, – 
completely unrelated to games. I, I got confirmation to write my, my final board exam on October 3rd. So the month of September is going to be a very dry month for me for uh, video games. So I'm, I've told myself I'm not buying anything new in September unless there's like a deep discount sale on something. But yeah, get ready pro- for that intense content from David when he's just talking on the podcast and has no idea what we're talking about because he's become Pretty some much. sort of zombie. Pretty much. Um, next game up on the list. I think this is actually really cool. It's the Avicii and Vector game for Nintendo Switch. It's just a rhythm game, but give some love for Avicii. I want to try it out. I hope there's at least a demo. I want to see what the reviews look like as well. It could be kind of like a DJ hero type of game, but on the switch with the switch pads, mm-hmm. um, RPG maker MV for the switch and the PS4 looks pretty cool. Those are always fun at- if you like making RPGs, but some people make some stuff in there and then you, like you can download and play them stuff that other people make. So you, there's some pretty interesting stuff. I think a lot of people like make I, on, on Reddit, people make a game as a proposal for like their girlfriend. So like they play through the game and there's a whole bunch of stuff. And then at the end, like it's a proposal for their girlfriend. I like how you're whispering that. Cause your girlfriend's still in the room. Yeah. She'll think that I'm talking about proposing her not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, September 10th. Tell me why chapter three, they're really pushing this stuff out hard. Yeah. Um, I'm still reviewing those ones. Interesting one on the 15th. And then the 16th has some games too. Uh, we're getting a Splunky too, but only for PS4. I'm interested. I would definitely wait for the review for sure. Um, I was I was a fan of the game. I would actually say more like of a, a bargain binner for me, just because I think it's it is a quality game, but a quality game that I don't want to pay more than like thirty dollars for. That's true. Um, on the 18th, we have Crisis Remastered for all consoles. Um, it's dropping for PS4, Xbox One, and Windows. So I don't oh, I think, think it's already coming out. It already came out on the Switch. Uh, quite possibly, but I mean, we're go- you're going to be able to pick that one up on the cheap. That's a good bargain basement one or bargain bin one if I've ever seen. Um, they do have another WWE 2K Battlegrounds coming out. It's supposed to be kind of like a battle royale wrestling game for all consoles, including Switch. The one thing I'm curious about is will it be crossplay and will it integrate the switch and the stadia into their crossplay? Hmm. Interesting. No idea. Um, there's another, or there's another vampire, the masquerade night road dropping for, wow. It's actually just windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, droid and browser. So no actual consoles for that one. Um, un, uh, sorry, wow. I just read that twice. Mafia, the definitive edition, they're bringing that back for PS4 and Xbox. September, we're just going to call it the, the month of the re-release because there's a bunch of re-releases coming out here. I've already counted four. Uh-huh. It's going to be fun. And then there's uh, Shantae and Shantae's Risky Revenge coming out from the Nintendo Switch. So there's a lot of games coming out. The month does look really heavy at the beginning. Um, if you're like me, most of the games you're interested in, <laughs> in come out on the 4th, and then you don't have to worry about anything for the rest of the month. Um, but yeah, there it is. I think that's a, that's a good collection of games. Yeah, and I probably won't play any of them. You'll play Tony Hawk. Yeah, easily. I'll get it eventually. 
Yeah, I will get it on the fourth. Um, did you want to cover anything else there, David? <laughs> no. no. Are you going to apologize for my behavior? Yeah, Sean. Um, well, I got to apologize for you. I'm not. Your behavior is okay. Everyone's allowed to rant from time to time. But I do want to say the end of our last episode, um, Sean told everyone that I said, get fucked. So I feel like that might've come off incorrectly. Um, I was actually trying to get him to say about the, the, this group of uh, so-called game journalists that made that awful um, article about how the, xbox series x is like the wii u um and they say like it's not powerful like it's underpowered like the wii u was it's the most powerful gaming system ever made and so the whole get fucked thing was towards them (laughs) because they're fucking stupid that's about it though yeah i mean it's still funny but do you guys want us to continually look up you, okay, you watched How I Met Your Mother, right? There's uh, there's no, a joke on How I Met Your Mother where they're talking to Sandy Rivers, played by Alex Densenoff, and he's like, "Yes, I'm an award winning journalism." And they look at a uh, journalist and they're like, "Hey, aren't you the guy who reads the news on TV?" And then it like goes to a clip of him reading the newspaper at 5 a.m. <laughs> into the news camera. And then they like make they make up like different characters for him. So they like put things on the TV, like a Yosemite Sam mask where he would be. So he'd be like Yosemite Sandy. It's a really funny little bit, but like the fact that he's like, "Hey, you're the guy who reads the news." If we ever see something outlandish from that site again, and we don't look for it often, we get a lot of our gaming news from a curated source. So we try and be very unbiased for the information that we get. It just happened that two articles came from the exact same place and we were just mind blown that these things are getting published. Um, the way N4G works for any of you guys who are curious is it's a, it's a gaming news platform where websites can submit their articles and then if people like their articles, they gain heat. But there's rules against boosting your own content unless you have multiple accounts. And you can just like boost your own content that way, which I know for a fact some websites do. Because I was part of a website that once did that and we got in trouble. So with that being said, if we come across anything outlandish, we'll just tell you guys. We had a lot of fun doing it. We were also very upset with that website because we thought it was horrifying. Yeah, get fucked. Yeah. So (laughs) for David and myself, we are very thankful that you came around today. Please like us if you don't like us already. If you just discovered us, check us out on Instagram or Facebook. Tell all your friends. Subscribe to everything. We out. Peace.